Hey everyone, welcome to the Nintendo Fuse podcast. This is episode 237, recorded live on September 21st, 2021. My name is Steve, and of course I am not here alone. Today we are joined by our illustrious uh, co-hosts, Barry and Greg. Barry, how's it been going? It's been going well. Happy to be here, and hello everybody. Yeah, and Greg, how are you? Doing good. Happy to be here as always. It always, it always cheers me up every week to be on the podcast. Awesome. Yeah. And uh, of course, we are not here alone. Uh, it's not just us three. It's also the live chat. And uh, we absolutely love uh, just hearing your thoughts about any of the news that we are going to be talking about uh, in this podcast or any of the games you've been playing, all that stuff. We absolutely love uh, seeing you guys just uh Toss your, th- your thoughts there in the live chat. So if you are joining us live, be sure to join us uh, in you- the YouTube live chat. Um, in the future, um, just let you know that there, we may be playing around with also streaming on Twitch. We're not really sure yet. We may play around with it in the future. We'll see how it goes. Uh, but we're definitely going to be here on YouTube and uh, excited to see you guys in the live chat. Uh, we're going to be talking about a lot of things tonight. Uh, some stuff like uh, maybe potentially rumors around uh, new Switch controller. Maybe that, uh, that, that Nintendo Direct that we keep talking about that might happen. Who knows? Uh, we're also going to talk about the THQ's 10th anniversary show. Um, their first show that they ever did, but uh, also their 10th anniversary. And a new Switch firmware update that added um, several things, including one longtime uh, thing that they probably should have you know, had at the very beginning of the Switch, and uh, lots of other headlines that we're going to be hitting. Um, But before we jump into any of that, we just want to remind you to subscribe, hit that bell on YouTube, uh, and share this with other Nintendo fans, other video game fans out there that you think would enjoy uh, this kind of content. We would absolutely love to to see you guys um, do that. We also want to uh, encourage you to follow us on social media at Nintendo Fuse, at, on Twitter, uh, Instagram, and Facebook. And you can also uh, follow our Discord, join our Discord server. We absolutely love chatting with all of you in between episodes and uh, you'll see the link on the screen and also in the show notes and the YouTube uh, description uh, as well. So absolutely love uh, just chatting with you. And those are some different ways to do it in between the, the podcast episodes. Uh, see a couple people chatting already in the live chat. Jakester uh, is here like pretty much every time. So thanks, Jakester, for uh, tuning in and uh, joining us in the chat. Uh as far as programming, we pretty much go uh, every two weeks we record this podcast. So if you have not joined in live, uh, you should you should join us um, pretty much every other Tuesday at 8.30 p.m. Eastern Time, 5.30 p.m. Pacific Time. And uh, we go live on uh, YouTube.com slash Nintendo Fuse. Uh, with all that out of the way, let's talk about what we have been playing lately. Barry, how about you uh, kick us off? All right. Uh, my list hasn't been as long as last time. Um, there's a reason for that. Um, but the main reason that I'll get to, but for first, let's let's go with the Switch. Uh, barely doing Animal Crossing. I could almost take it off the list. Uh, just just to log in, see if any new seasonal items, and log out. Like There's, there's nothing pulling me in right now, which is sad. Uh, they're just letting that game die. Um, but again, that's not dying and they're doing a very good job at keeping new content is Pokemon Unite. Uh, and I found myself not only playing that every night, but because my wife is now playing it, we play that every night. We make it a point to at least spend you know, 30, 30 minutes a night just 
gaming together, which is great because it's, you know, bonding time. Uh, also played some uh, Macrotus, A Mother's Journey, which we will be talking about in a little bit. I did boot up the Super Nintendo Online app, which we had talked about in the last podcast, and uh, played two games on it, believe it or not. I, I went back and played Demon's Crest, uh, one of my all-time favorite SNES games. Um, just just love it. It's challenging and, and so much easier with the uh, the save state, but uh, just a, a Capcom classic. And also played some Mario's Picross, which never came here, so it's a Super Famicom title. And uh, weird seeing Mario and Wario and everybody, you know, talk to me in Japanese. I have no idea what they're saying, but I love Picross. Uh, so it's, it's great to at least get to play it. Uh, at least that part is, uh, is understandable and easy enough to uh, enjoy. Uh, and then to top it off, uh, two big Switch games came out, so I had to play them. Uh, WarioWare, Get It Together. And uh, played that and uh, promptly beat the story mode, including the post-game, and unlocked all of the mini-games within a couple hours. Like I feel like I feel like it went, <laughs> went by way too quickly. And uh, there's some other modes, like multiplayer modes, but you know, being that I was playing by myself, I was like, ah, I'm not going to mess with these. So maybe if friends come over post-pandemic or whatever. But uh, I mean, it was fun. It was short, but fun. And then uh, Cruise and Blast. Talk about an excellent game that came, you know, announced out of nowhere and then came out. And it was just, just so much fun. Uh, I've already played through and beat everything on easy, got all the keys, played the arcade and got all the keys. So I unlocked all the cars. And uh, I should say cars in quotes because there's a lot of bonus vehicles, if you want to call them that. Uh, it's crazy and insane and a lot of fun and plays so well and is, is just awesome on the Switch. And if you like racing games, if you've enjoyed the previous cruising games, it really harkens back to the N64 era. Not only the, the N64 cruising games, but like Beetle Adventure Racing and the, the San Francisco Rush games. Like, it has that. Like, there's some clipping. There's some times where, like, you can just go so fast and be in the air that you, like, go past boundaries you're not supposed to and just, like, clip right through things and, and like, they're invisible. And you don't even care. It's like, you know what? This is just part of the charm at this point. Like, I don't care. Like, it's just it's just a blast. No pun intended. And I highly recommend it. Um, but the main reason there hasn't been a lot of games is because on the PS5 uh, side, I was playing Tales of Arise. I, I've been waiting for that game for so long. Big Tales of fan. And that game did not disappoint. That is an amazing game. I really came close to platinum trophying it. And uh, it was just so much fun. And such a good JRPG. And I really... I would love to see the Switch get it. I don't think the Switch can handle it. But it, it looks like a painting. Like you're playing through a painting. Uh, so definitely recommend that game. That was awesome. And then on the P PC side, still playing Final Fantasy XIV. Um, not as much right now. I'm just waiting for Endwalker. And on the mobile side, Dragalia Lost has its three-year anniversary coming up, so I'm very much still playing Dragalia Lost and Mario Kart Tour. Uh, still, still enjoying that and playing that every day too. Nice, nice. I'm glad to hear about uh, about Cruise and Blast because I was, I, I think I told you last time I was like, I'm gonna wait, I'm gonna uh, to see you know what you think about it first because uh, oh, it's one of those games I'm like, so that's that's good to hear. It's really good to hear. And there's, like, I beat everything on easy, but there's also normal, hard, and extreme. So, like, you can play through all the courses multiple times and multiple difficulties. But I will say there's only probably around six to eight courses, maybe. Uh, the arcade only had five. 
but then all the other courses are like other versions of so like there might be like a, a safari like a like a standard real world safari like in africa and then there's another version with like wild animals running all over and then another one where the animals are dinosaurs and then another one where there's like a tornado happening during it so but but they also change different parts of it and change the path so you don't you feel like oh i played this part of the track before but then it becomes different enough so uh it's worth it. I, I cool. definitely think it's worth the price. Cool, cool. A little surprising to hear that uh, that the uh, Warrior game took you didn't take you that very long to beat either. That's that's kind of surprising. No. No. Because you don't play all like there's. I want to say it was like twelve or maybe 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 more maybe thirteen or something like that. Like different stages plus like mixed up stages, mm-hmm. and each one has like twenty two different mini games. But you only have to beat ten to fifteen to move on including the boss. So you do that and then you move on. So it's very, very, you know, quick. But then if you want to unlock all the stages, you have to go back and replay. And one of them took me about 30 to 40 minutes just to get that final mini game to show up. And it's all RNG. So, you know, you could go in and play that same thing and get that as your first mini game, Mm. or it could be your last like mine. So there's a lot of RNG and there's missions. There's other things I didn't do. There's missions and stuff in the game that I just didn't bother with. Okay. Um, so there is other things. There's, there's coins that you can get to customize your characters if you really want Ashley in different outfits or you know Wario in different outfits. Like you can do that. And there's a there's like a what, like a daily online mode that okay. that those outfits will help on. Or you, I didn't do any of that. So there is other content that I chose not to do that you might want to do. Okay. But yeah, gotcha. Just be wary. Short. Gotcha. Uh, Jakester looks like he's been playing uh, Fire Emblem Three Houses, finished Black Eagles, and starting on Golden Deer. Uh, he's playing Nino Kuni, Wrath of the White Witch, uh, Tetris 99 to get the Wario theme, and uh, Billiard Game from the eShop. Jared says he's been playing uh, Ace Attorney Chronicles and trying to get into Wario. And then Pokemon Go, Mario Kart Tour, and Mario Run. So, uh, Greg, what do you have you uh, been playing over the last couple weeks? This week's is a little bit noticeably shorter because we've been playing some of these a little bit more frequently now. So um, I actually loaded up Pac-Man 99 after a pretty long hiatus. My daughter was like, I want to try this. And she was having fun and even got to like rank like 60 or something. Or not rank, but like the um, 60th place or whatever in like a few matches. So it's like she's outlasting some players and she was happy to be ranking up to like, I think 10 she got to. So... We were just having a lot of fun, and since we have both of our switches, we're able to get into the same lounge every time, like just by hitting like the start starting the match at the exact same time. It puts us in the same lounge, and that was really cool to be in the same like 99 players with her. Um, still continuing with Mario Kart 8 Deluxe, so um, I've actually kind of renewed my interest to get finished getting the golden trophies on 150 CC. So I'm like slowly plugging away at those and had put them off i guess since the release because it was just i had done it on wii u and didn't really care to repeat that on switch so i'm kind of slowly plugging away to get those triple star golden trophies there along with playing like online with her and also just standard local bet like multiplayer matches and races and stuff so cool lots of action going on there um we did check out the warioware demo it's just like kind of what barry was saying it's pretty fast and quick i mean the demo we had, we had finished in like 10 minutes so it's like we had to unlock like all the characters because it's just there's only like five or six of them in the demo so it's was very quick 
I thought it was actually pretty fun, so I might think we'll try to pick that up like later this year. Um, who knows? Maybe Santa might bless us with it later this year too. I don't know, but um, something to always look forward to to play some more of. Um, then we also played a little bit more Among Us, and I do have to say that that game seem, seems to really have gone downhill a lot since the last update. Um, there's a lot of the matches we get in, there's like people are just hitting the emergency meeting button, like right like when the match starts. So then like you can't even like start doing anything, and then there's people that take their long time just to make a to skip their vote. So then you're like just practically just sitting there waiting, mm. and it's a lot of fun when you're just and then people just start dropping out because they actually want to play not just sit through emergency meetings when there's no point for them to be called <laughs> so that was kind of frustrating and then still um fire emblem heroes on mobile still going strong and continuing to rank there and get more rewards and all that stuff cool cool uh kevin said hi in the chat hey kevin uh i have had uh, one of those those couple weeks where I have barely touched any video games and Rocket League was really all I played and I didn't get a whole lot of time uh, with that. Uh, I had some family in and things like that. And uh, one of the things I did do that has nothing to do with video games whatsoever is I went skydiving. That was pretty awesome. Yeah, a couple of days Whoa, ago. Wow, that's yeah. awesome. <laughs> yeah. How was that? It was amazing. Uh, so yeah, had nothing to do with video games at all. I probably could have like... like Hey, can I can I talk my uh, tandem diver into like if I if I switch up whip out my switch? Is it okay if I like play while I go down? But I figured I should probably just you know enjoy the experience itself. But uh, yeah, it was it was pretty incredible. Um, yeah, everything from like just the whole experience of going up in this small little plane uh, was was crazy, and then yeah, just falling and like just the free fall was amazing. But then. As soon as like I'm kind of getting used to it and everything, the chute goes off and it's this abrupt like pull. I'll just say on your harness <laughs> and everything, but then uh, it goes from like intense craziness to like immediate peace, like all of a sudden, like it's just a just at that moment, and it was amazing just to like see um, the mountains here in Colorado, like the Rockies, uh, just from the different perspective than I normally get to see them and. Yeah, it was a pretty awesome experience. I got to do it with my my wife and my sister. So that's what I did instead of playing video games uh, this this last week. <laughs> so every day, guess, right? <laughs> yeah, every day. Well, every day. I can tell you, I know how I know why people get addicted to it. I'll just say that uh, I we got a discount, like uh, a little sheet, like says like, "Hey, congratulations, you did your first jump," and uh, it's like giving any instructions of like how you want to go about. Uh, doing different like jumps in order to eventually get your license to be able to jump, and uh, and my wife's, I was already reading it. My, my wife's like, "You're thinking about it, aren't you?" I'm like, "Heck yes, I am." <laughs> and so they like give you a significant discount on your next jump as well, only if you book within 24 hours. And I was like, "Hmm, could I so do you? this?" So I didn't, because um, it's still it's still pretty expensive. Even though they gave like a sixty percent discount um, off what the next jump would be, it's still it's still expensive, and it's an incredibly expensive hobby to get into, even more so than video games. And so, uh, yeah, I mean, each jump being, you know, a couple hundred dollars or more actually for the ones that you do licensing uh, to go for your licensure and everything, and then like you have to do like twenty 
five or 30 jumps in order to get your license. So like that adds up pretty quick. Yeah. <laughs> so it's, it's a significant chunk of change that you'd be investing in being able to just, you know, go jump out of planes whenever you want. But it was, it was a blast and, uh, definitely enjoyed it. Uh, Jakester says, how did my stomach handle that? I was totally fine. Um, I did take some <laughs> Dramamine ahead of time just in case, cause I wasn't sure how that plane ride was going to be. Um, but I was, I was totally fine. So, so what you're saying is Nintendo needs to release another, uh, another pilot wings so that you can there you go. relive yeah. your experience. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, um, I, while I haven't skydived, there is, at least there was, I don't know if it's still there, but probably is. There was a free, uh, game, uh, put out by, I think the U S army on PlayStation VR that allowed you to skydive. And I did that, and that was a lot of fun. That's cool. Because you're sitting in VR, and you're using the, the move controllers to be right and left, like you're pulling down on the chute when you mm -hmm. pull. And uh, it's like pilot wings in the sense of trying to land. And that was that was way better than I expected, you know, especially for free. Uh, so cool. if that that would be a definitely cheaper way for you to get that same kind of thrill or, or similar <laughs> kind of thrill. Yeah, that's true. That's true. You just need to like the wind and my hair and everything like that. Could, oh, I used a fan. Yeah. I yeah. had a fan on totally. to help. <laughs> <laughs> See here, uh, I was. You know, you can also um, um, hit up uh, Wii Sports Resort because you can actually do the skydiving game at the very intro of it, that's and you can true. hold that's hands, true. hold all the hands <laughs> with all the different me's and stuff. <laughs> yeah, we didn't get to do that. So. <laughs> Although my, uh, I think my my sister actually uh, gave a high five to the person that was shooting the video. Uh, that was kind of cool. Um, I did not get any close to anybody at all, but but she got to give a high five to him, so that's kind of cool. Well, let's get back to talk about video games. Uh, so uh, lots of different stuff going on, lots of different uh, news that we're going to discuss tonight. But before we get into any of that, uh, we got a game to review. So I'm going to hand it over to Barry and Greg to uh, talk about this this game they're going to review on uh, for this episode of the podcast. Sure. So the game that we're going to be talking about today is Macrotus, A Mother's Journey. And uh, this was released July 15th of 2021, so very recently, uh, developed by East Asia Soft and Proud Dinosaurs and published uh, by East Asia Soft. Uh, this is a puzzle platformer 2D adventure uh, with a really, like, like trying to be an up in the beginning of the game where you were a mother, you were swept away by this hurricane and floods away from your babies. So the entire journey, you as the mother, you were desperately trying to get back to your babies. And you know it because it's voice acted. And the whole time she is pleading for her babies to hold on, hopefully hoping to, to go up. And of course, it was not just a quick thing. You know, she goes down before going back up. And this is, since it's 2D, it's beautifully animated, beautifully drawn backgrounds. But it is a puzzle platformer where you have to figure out ways to get through different rooms and environments safely and and there is a quick reset which is great um to to get through and and get back to uh, her children uh greg what are your thoughts on this i actually really enjoy this one a lot um i am unfortunately sad to say i did get kind of stuck where i last left off like i couldn't even figure out the puzzle in the room but um pretty much my entire time with it has been very enjoyable so like even along the way after you get to a number of rooms you get different powers to kind of help you out to um advance so like 
even in the video you can see you're able to like turn into like a ghost-like state to like go through like thinner walls and platforms to kind of help get around so then you can still interact with switches and trigger different uh things without each room and then there's also a way you can create like different walls for you to hop on so then you can get to like higher places as well so there's lots of cool and intricate details and the puzzles just get increasingly more difficult um one of my favorite ones is where you have to like start like a turtle swimming across the river and then you're like kind of like rapidly racing it while your like main body form is kind of resting on it and you have to like cut down all these ropes to to release rocks into the water so then like they don't like the the turtle doesn't crash or get stopped by it at all so that was actually really fun to go through that and took me several tries to do it but i eventually was able to do it and that was a lot of fun there um i would definitely like recommend this kind of game as well because it's just very well drawn and everything like that barry was already saying too so i really like the art style and even like the soundtrack just to listen to, listen to was pretty good too yeah i i echo that it it i'm not i'm not a big fan of puzzle platformers <clears throat> i just prefer the platforming part or or a puzzle game part but i did find myself getting engrossed and i think I think that's a lot of a lot of reasons for the story. Um, just I wanted to do what I could to help this mother. Like I felt for her. I'm like, no, you know, I want you to get reunited with your children. And and I think I think to me the voice acting is really what got it because you you felt you felt the desperation in her pleas and her disappointments when. You know, you you thought, oh yeah, this is it, this is it. Oh no, it's not it. We're going back down. We're new new puzzle room. Uh, I found the puzzles to be, uh, you know, quite good, quite challenging, uh, and and the difficulty spike was well done. Uh, I did not complete it. I did get to a point where I also did get stuck, and uh, it just just ran out of time. But it uh, it gripped me more than I expected it to because it's not a genre that I normally would play. Um, but it is absolutely gorgeous. And uh, if you do enjoy puzzle platformers, um, there's a lot to like here. And I definitely echo those thoughts. I mean, I had a blast playing it, and I did feel like the emotions of the mother, and um, it was really great voice acting, even with the spiritual guy that you eventually beat along the way, too. Like, everything was so greatly done and well-written. Um, and I do agree that every time she thought she was going to start heading back up is when she actually had to dive deeper into the cave. So it's just like she gets so frustrated having to continue to go down when she knows she has to go up first. And then the story just expands so much from there. It's, it's so incredible. Yeah, it, it seems, I, I think it's like 12 bucks. Uh, I can't see because it's downloaded, but I think it's $12. And uh like to me, I think that is a very fair price. I think that uh, this is one of those titles where, if you do again like puzzle platformers, and you enjoy good stories, and you enjoy like like the the lacks of pressure, like even though there's the urgency of I got to get back, there's still the relaxed nature of you could. You know, most most puzzles, you could sit there and take your time and restart. Uh, like the turtle one is one of those that you can't. You have to immediately go if you miss your turtle, you know, 
you're 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 gone and you have to restart. So there is some that, and I do wish some puzzles had checkpoints because that turtle one is a good example because it's a, a longer sequence. And if you die like towards the end of it, it's like oh you gotta go back to the start. And I'm like oh man, you know like and especially to me that's a, a little bit of a frustration thing just for me because like I know what I need to do and you're waiting on the turtle and it's like all right come on come on come on because like the first time you're panicking and then after you do it enough times oh it's it's yeah it was twelve dollars it's on sale I see now here. Uh, very much worth it on eight hour sale, but uh, but you know what to do with the turtle. Uh, you 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 get so you so good at it. You know the path you go, and then you're sitting there waiting on the turtle. Like come on. So that was a little bit of a negative, but it, it's so it's so small of a uh, of a nuisance. But I, I like that. I like that these puzzles give you the the time and patience to figure them out because they're really really tough. Yeah, some of them really got. Like stronger. Like I thought I had the solution, and it was nowhere even close. Like those bigger ones are especially are more difficult, and um, sometimes requires proper timing. If you like on the turtle puzzle, but I understand a lot of this is trial and error. Like that's a lot of how puzzle games are. Like you can't just figure it out and just instantly look at it and know what you're doing. You have to try different things, and when you realize you're stuck, that's when you have to reset. So it's I kind of get it's all about trial and error for puzzle games and I'm okay having to repeat the same sequence a number of times if I'm not doing it in the right order. <laughs> yeah, it's a lot of order puzzles, uh, that's for sure. And some some solutions, like I was able to be like, oh yeah, I know exactly what to do. And other ones, I'm like, I know what to do and it was the wrong thing to do. <laughs> so it's like, oh, <laughs> make me think here. Yep, especially some of those a little bit later ones, there's like, little things that like shoot the stars out of the wall. And then after you hit the switch, then it's like, Oh wait, I need to like not be in the way when that goes off and it's trying to figure out how to get around that and everything too. So it's a lot of different intricacies that you might think, you know what you're doing. And then as soon as you activate something, then you weren't expecting that, that thing to happen. Which I like, I like that. So, so like I said, it's $12 uh, It's on sale as of the time of this recording for eight hours and 39 cents. Uh, Greg, would you recommend this to somebody at that price or at the full price of $12? I would recommend both. Obviously, if you can get on sale, that's much better. It saves on your wallet. Um, but I definitely think that the full price is definitely worth it if you like puzzle platformers. Um, the puzzles are very well crafted, and they do, like you said, they do increase in difficulty. So it's definitely well worth it. It'll give you plenty of uh, hours of enjoyment to solve through them all. Yeah, I'm gonna echo that. I think I think even even at the full price of twelve dollars, I think it's a it's a good sweet spot. If if puzzle platformers are your jam, um, absolutely. The the graphics, the music, the sound effects, the story, it's gripping enough. And as a child, you know, if we grew up in the '80s. We grew up with you know American Tale. This <laughs> is like an American Tale, except you're the mother instead of the child. And it's like, oh, okay, this is. This is far different than what I was expecting and far better than I was expecting, but absolutely uh, would recommend this game for sure. Yeah, I would as well. Cool, cool. That's awesome. I, uh, I'm, you're convincing me to check it out, so that's good. You can be joining us on this game chat, Steve. I know, I know. Yeah. I need to stop skydiving and actually play some video games. <laughs> Oh man, uh, yeah. Kevin says, "What a classic!" Now I'm sold. Yeah, you 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 compare yeah. it to uh, American Tale. That you know, a lot of people. Well, it is. I mean, the animation you can see in the trailer is very much like that style mm -hmm. of of animation. Yeah, is really really cool. 
We really need just a, a remade game of American Tale. That'd be great. That would be great. <laughs> Let's move on to some news. And uh, Greg, uh, supposedly there's there's this there's this direct coming out. Maybe Switch controller. Uh, what what is going on here? Fill us in on what's going on with this. Uh, all these rumors, and we can discuss this. I shed some light on it. Okay, so like on the FCC filing site, there seems to be a potential like a uh, for a Switch controller. So pretty much. Like the filing was like published a few, like uh like last week at some point, and pretty much there's not really it's like it simply listed as a Nintendo Co Ltd game controller, along with like a HAC zero four three code, and apparently the Switch uses the HAC code for all of its um, Switch products, so it's safe to say that it's for the current uh, model of the Nintendo Switch. Um, obviously, this isn't too surprising, but there are like standard controllers with the joy cons and the pro controller but i guess what else could be coming out i mean it could be if we're doing like that game boy online thing they might have like a game boy shaped controller or n64 controller if it's expanding that way because they did the special editions for super nintendo and um the nes so it could certainly go along that line or it could just simply be an upgraded pro controller or upgraded joy cons even because we obviously know joy con drift is a huge major thing and this could technically be an updated uh joy con i don't know what your guys thoughts are on it for it but my personal opinion i think i don't think the direct is going to be happening this week and it's probably just be this random shadow drop trailer and it's going to be something kind of like the way they introduced labo just like oh here's like this new controller that'll be compatible with these games or whatever and that's it <laughs> yeah yeah, that definitely does make sense, and it sounds like something Nintendo would do. Why why put this whole production of a Nintendo Direct together if all they're going to release is just a brand-new Joy-Con controller? Uh, Barry, what do you think about all this? I mean, I could see this two ways. One is I could see if this is something new could be shown off in a Direct. I think if it's a Switch-exclusive controller in the sense of like like another Pro Controller type of thing, I can see it just being announced like Labo. If it's an N64 or a Game Boy, you know, specific controller for an online app, I could also see it released separately, but I could also see it being part of a Direct. I could see it being like a mill section of the Direct where they have Directs always have like the, the marquee games, like the anchor games in between the, the headlines. And it'd be like, oh, check this out. And then have a trailer for Game Boy or N64 showing on the Switch. And then check out this also controller available. Uh, and then that's how they reveal it. So I could see it being both ways. I mean, they do have a history of announcing Directs after we have podcasts. And we are having a podcast. So... You know, I'm not saying yay or nay, but there's always a possibility. Um, but either way, I'm interested to see what it is. Uh, and I, I know, like, the, the deadline's coming up on the, uh, you know, so they have to reveal it here very shortly. So we might get something this week. Who knows? Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I, I'm almost, I'm wondering, yeah, what it really could be. Because um, I feel like, you know, if, if people are speculating about a new Pro Controller, you know, what... What could that really mean? Because, like, unless it's, I don't know, just an enhanced version of what they're doing already, things that I would want changed, I feel would be a very different way of going about the the game itself. Like, I want analog triggers um, on, a, on a pro controller, but, like, 
the games haven't been made with those in mind. So would that like that would really kind of potentially I wouldn't say break some games that are existing, but it, they would operate differently um, because of that because uh, of the different type of controller. So I mean, I I could maybe I mean, would this I don't, I don't know enough about the the product numbers or anything like that. So would this be could this be something like the like the NES controller or the SNES controller? Like when they released those that functioned technically like as pro controllers or whatever, because you can, you know, connect them that way. But they're they're really kind of just a a different way, a repackaging of the controller that already exists based on a new uh, system of games that's coming to Nintendo online. Could could that be something like that? Do you guys know enough about the the product numbers to know that? I haven't looked. No, into unfortunately, it. I don't know. Yeah, I don't haven't looked into the product numbers, but that's why I was thinking it's more than likely like the next system for Nintendo Online. That mm-hmm. seems like the safest guess, and then anything else, it's just whatever Nintendo's going to surprise us with. Right. Sometimes the safest guess is not always the correct one. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'd love it to be uh, updated and fixed Joy-Con, but if they, like the the OLED version of, of Switch is coming out like really, really soon, right? So like if they were going to do that, you'd think that the new system would be, you know, have these new Joy-Con yeah. in it already. And so if that's not the case, so it's probably not a fixed, probably not a fixed Joy-Con. Um, I'm kind of running out of ideas of what it could be, except for, I mean, would would even just a different color? I'm wondering if just a different color Joy-Con or different different color uh, Pro Controller or something like that could that also mean different numbers? I mean, would it? I guess the the FCC like maybe there's a different filing, so you probably don't have to file for a brand new color. But I mean, it could be something simple like that, right? I mean, it, it would not necessarily guaranteed some huge change. Yeah, it could be something I mean, simple, and it's probably something simple. Mm-hmm. I mean, unless they're just gonna pull the rug out on us and be like the next like Labo type controller that's completely different, like from everything that we're used to seeing, mm-hmm. or like even like that Ring Fit controller that um, Jared's been mentioning. So it could be something completely off the wall that you have no idea like what they're doing. Yeah, yeah. Speaking of Jared, let's go. Let's go to the chat. Yeah, he mentioned that he could it could be kind of an offshoot thing like the Ring Fit. Um, said every year we get a new, uh, some interesting controller experience like Labo, Game Maker, Garage, uh, Ring Fit, etc. I yeah, I totally get that. That could be like the new thing this year. That's like a, a peripheral or some other controller that kind of enhances the game or is made for a specific game. I totally get where he's going with that. Um, Kevin says that if they do in in sixty four controllers, I uh, hope it has rails to attach them to the Switch, similar I think to the NES controllers. Uh, that was kind of cool, um, or maybe not so cool. I don't know. Um, could be cool if they attached the two and actually able to play instead of just charging like the NES controllers. Um, and then, uh, yeah. And basement dwellers asking if anybody is switching over to the OLED on, uh, on the eighth. Uh, we've talked about this before. Are, are either of you guys planning on getting the OLED switch? I have not this time. But... Not this time, I Greg, but, uh, Barry's pre order. I don't know. I don't know if it's worth the upgrade, but <laughs> I have it. I'm not sure if I'll bust into it yet, but I do have it pre-ordered, so I'll see. Nice. My wife is still making fun of me for it. 
Yeah. Uh, Jared says he has a pre-order to be, he's not sure if he's going to keep it as well. Um, yeah, I, I missed the pre-order option, um, which is probably nice because that didn't, you know, didn't allow me to, uh, be in the position you guys are cause I probably end up keeping it even though I don't really need it. Um, I do have the, uh, the Zelda, uh, game and watch pre-ordered though. I got two of those on pre-order, um, whenever that ends up coming out. Um, but yeah, probably not going to get the OLED. Uh, but depending on what this count, this this controller ends up being, we'll see uh, if I end up getting it or not. Um, but yeah, you guys think are we actually going to see um, a uh, a Nintendo Direct for the next podcast? What do you think? There's been rumors of this September one for a while, and uh, we are in the last couple weeks of September. So, Greg, you think it's going to happen? If if it is going to be, it's probably more than likely next week. Um, as I think I was saying on our Discord, I, I feel like they really announce them on like Tuesday morning at like whatever nine a.m. and then it's usually on Thursday for the bulk of the last direct. So um, that's why I think we're kind of out of the window, and I don't see them announcing it like tomorrow, and then it's on Friday or whatever. So it's I don't think they've ever done one on a Friday. <laughs> I mean, obviously they could always shadow drop the direct. They've done that like once or twice so i could be completely off base but anytime that there's a direct they have normally sent out an announcement for like two days time so mm -hmm. if it, mm -hmm. if it is september then it is next week more than likely from i thought but who knows they don't like to give us uh, routine nintendo directs anymore so maybe the <laughs> e3 one was the last one this year i don't know i hope not but we don't know <laughs> true very what do you think uh, I, I think we're going to get something tomorrow. I think we're going to get an announcement tomorrow for Thursday. I think I think because of that patent. Now, I didn't feel this way beforehand, but because of that patent and because of it, you know, the, the, the NDA, whatever is ending, um, they want to reveal things. They want to control. Nintendo likes to control the narrative. Nintendo likes to control how things are shown off. So I think they're going to, their cards are going to be played. Whether it's a direct or whether it's something with this control, I don't know, but I think we're going to get an announcement tomorrow for Thursday. Just my prediction. Um, I know people have been speculating every day. Um, I don't know how many people, you know, check this or watch this. Um, you know, I, I follow uh, Arlo, who does YouTube. Yeah, he's been predicting every morning at 10 o'clock Eastern, and it's been hilarious because he's been doing like, oh, if this, you know, if, the, if if they don't announce it, then I'll do this. And he's always making videos of him doing the other thing because there nothing's being announced, and it's hilarious seeing like my, my Twitter feed is nothing but oh, Nintendo Direct, Nintendo Direct. Um, it, I, I, I want it. Historically, we should get it. But Nintendo also likes to do things on their own. So I just I just have a feeling. And I, and I have the same feeling that I've had before that I've been completely wrong. Uh, so don't hate me if I'm wrong, but that's just a feeling because and only because of that, that uh, the reveal with the patent, um, that I have a feeling their hands are forced to do something here in the next few days. So a reveal Wednesday morning uh, for a for a Thursday direct seems right to me. Okay, okay. Seems like Jared agrees with you. Uh, Jakester is thinking that it could be just a shadow drop entirely, like the uh, like the one partner showcase. I I I'm actually thinking maybe it might be along those lines. Uh, Jakester, I I think we could get uh, just a shadow drop of that. Maybe a uh, a direct mini or uh, another partner showcase or something like that. I don't know. I'm I'm kind of losing hope for a, a full on direct. Um, I almost feel like they're just gonna shadow drop a couple couple things this week and just like bam, there it is. Um, 
I think only because I don't, I'm not expecting this, this controller thing to be like that big of a deal, I guess. And so why build a direct around it or announce something like that, like hardware at a direct, they haven't done that in a really long time. So I feel like it'd be, uh, yeah, some just shadow drop Tuesday, Thursday or whatever. And, and then we just wake up to it and be like, Oh, I guess we have a new controller. Cool. Let's move on. Uh, <laughs> speaking of moving on, uh, Barry, tell us about what happened uh, with THQ and their showcase event. Yeah, so THQ Nordic uh, celebrated their 10th anniversary. And I had to specifically state that because it isn't THQ, the THQ that, that has been putting games on Nintendo for a long, long time. This is Nordic bought the THQ name and a lot of their licenses when THQ filed for bankruptcy back in late 2012, early 2013. Uh, so they rebranded Nordic Games to THQ Nordic. <clears throat> so it's been you know, 10 years. And uh, now they uh, decided, instead of you know not doing anything, they decided to copy everybody by let's do a direct. And they had uh, a showcase with Jeff Keighley hosting it because you can't have a showcase now without Jeff Keighley. He's got to be there. And uh, they showed off a number of games, and, and I went into it like, all right, let's see uh, what's going to go on. And they, they showed off six new games. The unfortunate thing is only one of them is on the Switch, which is really disappointing. But they did show up Destroy All Humans 2 is getting remade as re, uh, reprobed. Uh, unfortunately, not Switch. Uh, SpongeBob SquarePants, the Comic Shake or Cosmic Shake, is coming to the Switch. So there's your one game. Uh, Outcast 2: A New Beginning was shown off, not Switch. Jagged Alliance 3 shown off, not Switch. Uh, Superpower 3 again, not Switch. One that's surprising me that isn't on Switch: MX versus ATV Legends because they're, you know, that why not? But nope, no Switch. Uh, and then they also showed off Elix 2. Open world RPG looks really cool. It's been like 20 years or something since Elix won. Uh, not Switch. And uh, Expeditions Rome is also not on the Switch. So only one Switch thing. They did end, however, saying that they had like 20 something other games in development that they haven't shown off right now and they aren't showing off right now. Uh, it looked like Jeff Keighley had some Darksiders posted or statues behind him. So I was like, oh, Darksiders 4. Uh, so nothing was announced there. Uh, Darksiders 3 is finally coming to the Switch, so who knows with that. But overall, it was a, it was a very, I feel, slower-paced showcase, and I think it's because they spent so much time on each game. So if you were interested in the game, um, it was great, but if you weren't, it was kind of like, eh. But they did have some developers actually get on there and talk about things and show gameplay, so I applaud that. Uh, it was quick. I think it was like only 20 minutes, so it wasn't too, too bad. But uh, unfortunately, not as much Switch love. Uh, did you guys catch it? What are your thoughts on the game shown off? Anything that you wish was coming to Switch? Yeah. Go for it, Gary. I had, a, I had attempted to watch it, and I got <laughs> stuck like partway through because it was just not really entertaining me much, and a lot of these games don't pique my interest. So um, unfortunately for them, I... Haven't really played too many of the THQ games that have been on Nintendo systems in the past, so it's um, unfortunately a lot of the stuff just was kind of past for me for the time being. So I mean, who knows? Maybe I'll find trailers down the line and look into them further. But 
um, I couldn't even really make it to the presentation because a lot of it just wasn't really grabbing my attention. Mm. Mm. Yeah, I agree. It was, uh, I was surprised that, uh, it was so short because it felt so much longer. Um, honestly, um, I kept, I kept looking at the overall list cause like after, after they went, went through it and everything, like if you watch it later, you can actually see in just the YouTube description, like what games were announced. And, um, and I was like, really, that's, that's it for that long of a, of a show. Um, and, uh, yeah, it, it was cool to, though to see like everything, and and there were some games that that were impressing. I, I think uh, impressed me and stuff. Um, I've never, I didn't play the the Outcast like the first game or anything, so I don't know much about that. But it seems really interesting and and um, grabbed my attention. I think for sure. Um, and the the MX versus ATV Legends um, was very intriguing. I think they they overused the Legends song though, because um, they kept playing the same part over and over and over oh, again. Oh God, yes, they did. Like, did you only license that twenty seconds? Um, <laughs> like, that's all you got. <laughs> um, but uh, the gameplay looks great, and it was it was cool to to see all that uh, for sure. Also, yeah, surprising that it's that it's not coming to to Switch. And uh, as far as uh, the one game that is, you know, SpongeBob game, um, I've I've never played any of the SpongeBob games. Um, and so they've never been that, that exciting for me. I never, I, I've watched, you know, a few SpongeBob episodes, never watched any of the movies, anything like that. So I'm just not a gigantic fan of SpongeBob. Um, and so I really kind of left, uh, the showcase going, that's, that's cool. I may end up checking out Outcast 2. Um, and, uh, you know, that's, that's probably it. I'll, I mean, we watched some more gameplay of, of destroy all humans. But again, it's a, it's a game that's already been out just, just kind of rebooting it or uh, re redoing it. Um, so yeah. Um, I, I kind of just was left uh, with the meh sort of thing. You know, I agree with you, especially that to end on SpongeBob, cause that was their one more thing. And I was like, Oh, please dark side is for like, come on, be something big. And it was SpongeBob. And I'm like, I know it's a big IP, but man, talk about going out with a whimper, uh, especially because the Battle for Bikini Bottoms remake uh, got some mixed reviews. So I'm like, is this really what you're ending your 10th anniversary on? Like, like an IP that you don't even own? It's SpongeBob they don't own. So why, why end on something you don't even own? But sure enough, they they're banking on it. So we'll see how it goes. Uh, I'm with you. Uh, I really, I really want to see how the other games perform. Uh, Destroy all humans uh, just makes sense um, because they did the first one, and they're they're really trying to bring that IP back. But I don't know why it's not on Switch. I mean, that should be on Switch. There's no reason they can't make that for Switch. And uh, I, when the first one didn't come to Switch, I thought that was kind of a missed opportunity. And uh, I feel that way again with the second one. So who knows? You know, Darksiders 3 didn't come to Nintendo right away, and now it's coming. And uh, so who knows? It could be down the road. They could decide, hey, now that we've milked all the money we can from PS4 slash 5 and Xbox gamers, um, hey, let's try to milk the Nintendo ones. Um, sure. The Outcast definitely looks interesting. Uh I like the design. I like the the story of, you know, is out of place uh, in this world, and and the the technology is really cool, and uh, Elix also looks kind of interesting. Um, so I'm interested to see how those go. But again, 
just because I'm interested doesn't mean I'm going to jump at the chance to play them right now. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think we all agree on that. Uh, looks like Jakester says, I wish the Outcast game was on Switch. Um, that's the only one game that caught his attention, and the only SpongeBob game he's ever played was Drawn to Life. Um, yeah, I think, uh, I mean, maybe, maybe we're going to get these uh, game announcements in tomorrow's Direct. Who knows? <laughs> Maybe. I think that's, that's one of the big things stuff. that Nintendo likes to announce those things on their own sometimes at their own events. Like they've held off on announced letting other companies announce and publishers announce games coming to their system almost makes it look like they're not coming so that Nintendo can kind of have that fanfare themselves. So maybe, maybe that's what's happening here too. <clears throat> well, yeah, that I'm happens with say, other like... companies. <laughs> yeah. Cause I think there was like a number of games that have, like we're announced, like people's like, oh, where's the Switch version? And they're like, oh, we don't know. And then all of a sudden, like there's the Nintendo Direct, like, oh, by the way, this game's also coming to Switch. And it's like, oh, <laughs> like that's surprising. Yeah, I yeah. see. But usually that's like reserved for, like, if Microsoft or Sony are putting on a presentation and a game is shown off, and then like afterwards in the press release, like, oh yeah, it's also coming to these other systems. Right. But we're not going to talk about it at a PlayStation or Xbox event, just like Nintendo Directs. You know, games have been announced at Nintendo Directs. Uh, and then afterwards, it's like, oh, it's this isn't a Switch exclusive. This is also coming to other platforms. But when it's the publisher themselves doing it, there's no console allegiance there. Uh, it's just kind of like Nintendo, don't. People are watching this. You want them to be excited. You don't want to see like, oh, that game is also coming to Switch as an afterthought. You want it to be like, oh, that game looks great. Oh, and it, it's also coming to Switch in the same moment. Mm -hmm. Not, oh, yeah, but now that I know, I saw it already on PlayStation and it looks better and I have both, so I'm going to get the PlayStation version. Now you just lost the sale. You yeah. want it to be all at the same time. So they yeah. have Switch in their mind right from the beginning. Oh, that would be great on the go. I hope I hope to play it on the Switch. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I almost kind of wonder if uh, they're... they're still working on the the switch version and that they just haven't gotten to a point where they feel comfortable talking about it yet and so because of that the rest of the systems are ready to go we'll maybe announce switch if we can finally get it to look good on on the switch uh, and if not we don't have to worry about it because we never announced it so. So. all right well let's move on uh speaking of a switch it did get uh an update um and this was uh i think uh, one of the first times that I've seen like one of those full number updates and I go, you know, this warrants a full number update. Um, finally, it maybe didn't have nearly as many things as, uh, I think people were expecting, but, uh, firmware update 13.0.0, uh, is available for the switch. Um, it launched on September 14th. So like a week ago, uh, as we we're recording this. And uh, there's several different things that uh, are included in this. The first of which is one thing that people have been wanting for a really long time. Even other companies have uh, made their own devices so that you can actually uh, get this specific thing. And that is Bluetooth audio support uh, was added um, for output only. That is uh, for the Nintendo Switch. So now you can connect your uh, headphones, earbuds, speakers, other audio devices that have outputs only um, to your Nintendo Switch. So um, that's that's pretty exciting for for a lot of people out there uh, like myself who who travel. I travel now uh, with um, try to travel with uh, wireless uh, headsets, and uh, sometimes I get on the airplane and I realize 
oh man, I forgot I can't connect this to my Switch. And then I'm either uh, forced to play um, with no audio at all, which is kind of a pain, uh, or uh, try to turn it up really soft and maybe annoy my um, people that are around me. So now you can actually connect your, your headphones directly up to the Switch. Um, seen some other people do it, and it seems pretty easy to do. Uh, you can also update a dock, which uh, this specifically is kind of put in there for the upcoming OLED model dock. Um, so this is a dock that you can get for either system. Um, so if you have an older version of Switch, you can still get the new dock when it comes out um, that has the, the LAN port. Um, but, uh, yeah, now you can update that dock, which is really, really interesting. And we will get into kind of some speculation in just a bit around that because, uh, what, what is in the dock that needs to be updated? Hmm. So we'll get into some speculation about that. Uh, but you can update the dock. Also, uh, you can turn on an added, uh, sleep mode setting, which is maintain internet connection in sleep mode. So when the setting is enabled, systems with wired internet connections will maintain internet connection even within sleep mode instead of just kind of talking, you know, talking every once in a while to, uh, periodically to the, to the internet. Uh, it kind of gets a constant internet, uh, signal from, uh, while it's in sleep mode. And, uh, also you can, uh, there's a new collaborate control sticks in the, uh, system settings as well. Um, not really sure what this does, if it's a, a way to possibly overcome, uh, the Joy-Con drift, or if it's just a different way to collaborate the, um, or calibrate, not cali <laughs> calibrate the uh, control sticks. And uh, then there's a couple other updates as well. Um, you can now see whether your internet connection is 2.4 gigahertz or 5 gigahertz. Uh, and then also, I believe they're uh, the Twitter um, uh, posts. Like, so you before you were stuck on like old Twitter and ob only able to uh, post, uh, I forget the number, but the the old amount of characters, but now you can post longer posts to, uh, to Twitter as well. Um, I think there were maybe was a couple other like small little things, but those are, those are the big ones that, uh, that everybody's talking about and the stuff that was available on Nintendo's, uh, uh, support page. So what do you guys think of this update, uh, just in general, and then we can kind of maybe speculate a little bit about the, uh, the land port and anything else there. So, uh, Barry, what do you think about this update? It's sad that this is something that we have to get excited about. That's all I just I like. <laughs> I feel like I feel like and and I and I have an Apple phone, but I feel like, you know, it's like Apple users like, "Hey, we have this." And Android's like, "We had that a decade ago." I feel like that's this. Like everything here is stuff not only not only should we have had it before, but other Nintendo systems <laughs> had similar things before and we still don't have folders for example we still can't see you know past games past a certain point uh, i mean it i don't know it just we, the, the the bluetooth is only audio no no uh you know no audio out no audio in uh so headsets don't work uh, it feels like a very nintendo update like years late and not not as far as it should have been. <laughs> like they're tipping their toes in what they should be doing. They're not going all the way in. And uh, I mean, it's great that it's there because it's quality of life. Um, but it's, it feels like, why did it take this long? Mm -hmm. Why? Yeah. 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 Greg, uh, do you agree? 
Yeah, hundred <laughs> percent. I <laughs> do share that same sentiments. It's like, oh, Microsoft has like, oh, here's live. You can play online with friends. And Nintendo's like, nope, you can still do couch co-op. And then it's like, a few systems later, then it's like, oh, we have online. You can play Mario Kart online. And then it's like, yay, finally, like what the heck? Like, um, so it's like definitely one of those kind of updates, as Barry was saying. So it's like other. I know other systems already have better like headset support, and that's been a long time thing. And Nintendo's still standing by their mobile app, but they're slowly deprecating. So it's like they don't want to give you the audio out or in or whatever. And like, even though it would make perfect sense and be a good time to do so, especially if you're allowing it to now connect to the system now. So that to me is kind of like why, like why go half? Why can't you go full? Yeah, I mean, voice chat should be pretty like a commonplace nintendo doesn't have to turn it on for like splatoon or whatever or mario kart but you should at least have it on for like the other like, third-party games that people want to like chat with like minecraft or whatever so i don't get it <laughs> no the no. problem with voice chat is that nintendo is positioning itself to be as family friendly as possible and if if you use voice chat in most other games you know it's usually the kids that are running their mouths and cursing and all this stuff. But the the truth is, it's like, even like, like I mean, I play Pokemon uh, Unite. I love Pokemon Unite. Uh, having a ton of blasts with it. But oh, there's no voice chat, and all you have are, are set items like, oh, defend here or head to here or whatever. Voice chat um, would help they're so really, much in that game. Voice chat would not <laughs> only help so much in the game, but there's also no options as... You picked that character, but you're playing like a garbage player. Why are you running around with 50 points score, you son of a, you know, why don't you defend? <laughs> you're not defending. You're killing a random Pokemon instead of defending. We just lost the why game because of you. Why are you just standing you. there not doing happy. anything? Yeah. <laughs> like, we really need the stuff that you need in online play. Not, let's do our best. No, right. that's not what you need. And voice chat would allow you to do that. And Nintendo doesn't want that to happen because, oh my God, kids might get offended. No, I'm sorry. If you're playing a game with adults and you play like this, you're going to get called that. And you should be called that. So you learn. That's how we did it in the 80s. That's how we did it in the 90s. You know, you went to the arcades and you're like, I'm going to play against this guy in Street Fighter 2 with my quarter that I, I had a vacuum to get. And you were so happy. And the guy kicked your ass and in three seconds and your quarter was gone and you were like but 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 there was no apology next to get to the back of the line the next person's there in the fight that was it you were you were told you were schooled you know that that was how you learned all right now i need to learn how to be better but let's give it her all very <laughs> nintendo that's what they want to do they want to they want to censor that and make sure only positive messages are there and that allows other people to grieve uh, you know, like, oh, I'm not going to move. You know, I'm not going to do anything. I can't tell you how many Pokemon Unite moves. Like, the other team scores five points, and they're like, surrender, surrender. Why do you keep wanting to surrender? Mm. It's, it's like uh, 30 seconds into the match, and you want to surrender already. Like, Happens what is Rocket wrong League with all you? The time. And then they're like, no, I'm not going to do anything. So then they stand there for nine mm. minutes. And it's like, why? Why Why don't you play the game? Yep. Yep. Totally. <laughs> Well, they can always uh, bust and out. And I like you know, the Among they, Us thing that, that yeah, Greg was yeah. talking about. <laughs> yeah. If if they had a you know voice chat, they'd still have to uh, you know not really a family friendly thing at all to uh, you know have to pull out a phone or an iPad or something like that, and then connect a headset, and then connect there. Yeah, it's just uh, like catch up to the twenty first century. But 
Oh, well. Little you know how they get around that? ESR, online ratings are not rated by the ESRB. That's how you get around it. Mm-hmm. Or make a dongle. Say, allow voice chat or not allow voice chat or something, right. like kid-friendly mode. Or Fine, you could but, easily but let us you, you could put voice chat behind a parental setting as well. Like where it has to be turned yeah. on by a parent if it's on if you're on a child's account or something that could easily be put behind a parental wall. So I already that. thought of the perfect solution for this. Um, they just need to hire those uh, Meverse moderators. So then, as soon as you say the bad words, like Poof, kicked out of the game, <laughs> bam, put them back to work. No, you know what? They don't need that. They, what they should allow you to do is they should allow you to have adults. Or kids, and if you're on a parental control, you can only connect with other people with parental control. Mm-hmm. And if you're an adult, you can con- connect to that. And that's that, because when you dub down entertainment to the lowest common denominator, it's the safest, but everybody else suffers. That would be like saying we need to make this video game playable, you know, with just a thumb. And so we're going to take out all complications and all the whole game is literally just one button push because there are people who only have one finger and therefore they can play this game. So if you have all your fingers and you're capable of playing compl- – no, you don't get to play anything. Instead of making a mode in the game to allow you to play with one finger but allowing you, if you have more than that, to play the, the other way, that, that's, that's options. It's customization. That's what every game should have that. And Nintendo doesn't like that. I complained about Luigi's Mansion 3 not letting you invert uh, the axis uh, for the camera or for the, the nozzle. That is an easy quality of life thing that should be in every game. Let people choose how they play it. it does, it's not like it's cheating. It's just personal preference. Mm-hmm. Same thing should be with online. You should have adults. You should have children. You should have them separated. Nintendo likes to be family-friendly. I get that, but there's also adults that like to play, and they should allow adults to have their fun too. And I guarantee you, more swears are said by children on voice chat when Xbox and PlayStation than adults. So, if true. if you think by not allowing them to do that on Nintendo, you're preventing that, all you're doing is encouraging them to do it on PlayStation <laughs> or Xbox. That's all you're doing. Kids curse. Kids are gonna curse. We all cursed as kids. Uh, you know, if we didn't, we were surrounded by kids that cursed in school. That was just the thing. Movies have it. Your parents let you watch something you're not supposed to. You turn on a channel you're not supposed to when they're not looking. We did it. You, you can only shelter somebody so long before the real world steps in. So <laughs> Nintendo, let's let the real world step in at least a little bit here. Let us use headsets. <laughs> this is not a taboo device. Let us use it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it is cool, though, that we can have at least finally uh, a Bluetooth output. And uh, yeah, so I'm, I'm looking forward to uh, being able to uh, connect my headsets when I, when I want to play wirelessly. I think the only downside is I, I, I need some headsets that uh, I can easily switch back and forth between multiple devices. So I'm going to my phone and then switch it over without having to reconnect. So I got to figure out that because... I've only been able to do it for my Apple devices, so I got to figure out like, can I switch it over to Switch and everything? So, uh, one of the things that I wanted to do uh, to speculate just a little bit before we move on to some headlines and uh, kind of head near the the end of today's uh, episode is this this element 
about uh, updating dock was added to the system settings. And I know there's been a lot of speculation already. People are kind of like, what does this mean? Um, I thought it'd be cool to just chat about that here on this episode. Um, now that the, the, the dock that is coming out with the OLED system with the LAN port in there can be updated, uh, what could this mean? Does it mean that, oh, hey, you know, actually LAN adapters need to be updated every once in a while, and so that's why you can update that? Or is there something else that possibly could be in this dock that could be updated for better performance later on or, you know, uh, better resolution or something like that? I don't know. Greg, what do you think first? I mean, my immediate guess, obviously, is for the um, LAN port because I believe those need to be updated from time to time as like the internet gets stronger and all those kinds of things. Um, but I also can see Nintendo being able to like unlock it to make it like more 4k, like resolution or whatever. Like um, I forgot, like it's, I know there was a lot of speculation about that when before the OLED was announced, like there was like a 4k switch coming and it was it had to be like 4k ready type stuff. So I don't know if that means they can, somehow tweak the output to kind of like up res it to 4k or something so that that would be a potential guess at my end but i don't know if you can do that within the dock itself and especially through like a software switch so mm. i i guess when people finally can dissect the dock then we would have no more for sure but um that's definitely very intriguing to see and i don't think they can really do too much else with the dock outside of modifying the resolution or like the upgrade the um, LAN port. Yeah. Yeah, it's not really like Nintendo to put uh, better hardware in something that you may be able to unlock later. Um, we've seen that before, like Apple's done that with a couple things than their, their iPhones, where they'll, they'll put like higher end hardware in there that the rest of the industry is not ready for. And then in a future update, it is actually updated to be able to use that um, hardware to its full advantage um, and computers do this and things like that but Nintendo is typically not that kind of uh, <laughs> at least it doesn't seem like they're that forward thinking um, and at least in those directions so I, I mean personally I feel like it could be just something that you know it is uh, a land port maybe needed needs to be updated every once in a while to keep up to speed with what's going on in the internet maybe they can update the USB ports as well, possibly, or maybe there's ways to like fix if there's like connection issues within HDMI or something and they can issue bug fixes maybe. But I feel like that's the kind of thing that it could be is like bug fixes and minor, minor enhancements over, over time. Uh, Barry, do you see it going any, any other way? I think speculation on the point uh, of that is completely fruitless and a waste of time <laughs> because if it was in any other company I would say the sky's the limit but this is Nintendo anything you speculate you're going to get your hope shattered <laughs> anything you dream of it being don't dream it's not going to happen this is Nintendo <laughs> it's going to be something like oh we've just updated for better internet but can we do 4k no can we upgrade to be faster speeds and frame rates? <laughs> no. Any update performance? Why would we do that? No. We just make sure that the internet's a little bit better. So instead of two frames a second, we're going to give you two and a half. You're welcome. 
nothing. Nothing is going to come from it. Nothing of any importance. If people are going to speculate because they have nothing else to speculate on right now. Nintendo's too secretive. They've wanted a 4K. The got the Switch OLED, which the only update was adding LAN support. If they were going to add 4K, they would have done it then as a selling point. They didn't then. They're they're not going to just be like, oh, random update. Now the that dock goes up to 4K with that upgradable LAN. Like, no, no, it's not happening. I I will gladly be wrong. Prove me wrong, Nintendo. <laughs> but it's not happening. Don't don't get your hopes up. You're only in for disaster. I really want you to be wrong as well, but you're most likely right. Uh, I know. <laughs> I really, the voice really want you to be wrong. <laughs> oh, boy. I don't know if I can keep your expectations in check because Stuart is like, oh, they can do all these things. No, this, they don't do any of those things. <laughs> they don't. It's Nintendo. They have a proven track record of doing nothing that we want them to do and everything that we're not expecting them to do. <laughs> And then in 10 years, so they'll finally catch up and maybe do half of those yeah. things. So, I mean, it's like they, you can update the controllers, but it's like, what are they really updating in the controllers? I mean, yeah. 4K yeah. output. Quite uh... get up. <laughs> well, that'd be like an input because you're actually using it for an input device. <laughs> there you go. Uh, well, I, I guess we'll find out in just a few days because it's, it's going to be out uh, pretty soon. Uh, so maybe I think it, we just come out on October 4th. Is that right? Or I thought it was the same day as Dread on 8th. And the 8th. Okay, so right after the next podcast. Um, It's the week of October 4th. That's what I was thinking. Um, So right after the next podcast is uh, when we'll be able to talk about it. And I guess maybe by that time, people might have some early hands-on and be able to to see, you know, what it doesn't do. Uh, All right, we'll move on to some headlines. Uh, Greg, kick us off and uh, let us know uh, what's, what's going on in the world of Pokemon Unite. Yeah, so you've obviously heard Barry talking up a storm about Pokemon Unite. So anyone else that doesn't have a Nintendo Switch or maybe you just want it alongside yours, um, it actually will be launching on iOS and Android tomorrow. So they've already announced like on their um, YouTube page and then you can still log into the game and be able to play like with your friends and everything. And it's supposed to be all completely cross-compatible between all three of the devices. So um, I guess check it out on the App Store starting tomorrow. Cool, cool. There's also uh, a few other updates in uh, coming as well, like Battle Pass Galactic Ghost uh, begins. Um, Unite Squads is a cool thing uh, that you can kind of join together in a squad. And uh, there's also, uh, I don't know how to pronounce that Pokemon's name. I, I'm sure. Zero Era. That, that, that one, one. That back, one was right? a bonus free. Yeah, it was, a, it, was a, it was a login bonus for like early adapters to the Switch version. So they're bringing it back for the mobile version. So they, you started on mobile, you didn't have a Switch, you don't miss out. Uh, fun fact, you could actually download the game right now. I got my notifications from pre, pre-ordering it. So you can actually download it on your iOS at the time of this recording. Nice. nice. Um, so yeah, going forward uh, with another great game and a great update, uh, Monster Hunter going over to the Monster Hunter Hunter Rise, there is a new event coming this Friday, the 24th, with another collaboration between Capcom's current biggest franchise with Monster Hunter and their supposed mascot, often forgotten about, franchise called Mega Man, uh, where you will be able to get Palamute armor to transform your Palamute into Rush. 
and Rush comes with special moves like Rush Jet and Rush Coil. Uh, looks really great. Um, if I played Rise, I would totally be into that because I love Mega Man. However, if you are a Rise player, whether you like Mega Man or not, uh, you might want to check out this collaboration, which comes out this Friday. Uh, those of you that are fans of, uh, or maybe be interested in Story of Seasons, Pioneers of Olive Town, uh, right now, uh, starting, actually, sorry, not now, starting on September 22nd through September 28th, if you are a Nintendo Online subscriber, you can get the game for free as a free trial. So every once in a while, I do uh, these... Uh, online offers for people that are online subscribers in addition to the other benefits you get for the uh being a subscriber which is not really a whole lot but every once in a while you get free game trials and uh story of seasons pioneers of all town is one of those you could be able to play for a week and if you like it you can download it uh up to um until october 4th for 10 percent off of its regular price so if you've been thinking about it now is the time to check it out, and if you like it, buy it for 10% off. Well, that uh, brings us to the end of our news. Uh, before we jump into what we're going to be playing and discussing over the next couple weeks, I uh, want to just remind you all to uh, subscribe. If you have not done so yet, subscribe on your favorite podcast app. Also here on YouTube, hit that subscribe button, hit that uh, that bell to be alerted for about every new game or sorry, every new video that we post. Um, be cool if we came out with games, but that is not what we do. Um, and so every new video we post every time we go live, uh, hit that bell to be alerted right here on YouTube and, uh, be sure to also follow us on social media at Nintendo fuse on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. And also, uh, if you have not done so yet, jump in our discord server and, uh, chat about games and media nerd stuff and a bunch of other things uh right there in our discord we absolutely love chatting with you all and uh growing this community so uh let's talk about what's coming up over the next couple weeks our next podcast is going to be uh recorded on october 5th so again join us live uh but until then we we've got uh we've got a few games coming out over the next couple weeks uh games like uh diablo 3 Finally coming to Switch. You mean Diablo 2? No, Diablo I it was Diablo 3 already out. Oh, it is already out. You know what? I was thinking of the collection with all three Diablo games is what I was thinking of. Um, or is it two games in that one? I don't know. Whatever it is. Diablo 2 is coming out. Um, and there's also a Diablo collection that's coming out. Um, Melty Blood type of or type Lumina is coming out. Astria Ascending or Austria Ascending is probably what it is. Uh coming out hot wheels unleashed um there's a chance that fall guys is coming out it's just still uh um listed as the fall um so it may be coming out um sometime soon it's like kind of right in that list of uh the rest of the games that's coming out over the next couple weeks um and then we got fifa 22 legacy edition you know the game that i'm so excited for legacy edition mm. um super monkey ball banana mania and uh, also another game that's been getting a lot of press recently is Nickelodeon All-Star Brawl is uh, coming out in, in a couple of weeks as well. So what are, you guys, uh, what are you guys looking forward to playing? Maybe it's one of these games or maybe it's continuing on some games you've been playing or maybe hitting that backlog over the next couple of weeks. Uh, Barry, let's go to you first. Of the new games, Ashley Ascending and Monkey Ball uh, for sure are up there. Uh, Death's Gambit is... Also a possibility. But first, 
in addition to probably playing some more Cruise and Blast just to unlock the harder difficulties. Uh, Life is Strange True Colors, which didn't come out yet on Switch. It is coming, but uh, uh, that game lost to uh, Tales of Arise, so I, I need to go play that now because that's a, that's a very special series and very, very good. Nice, nice. Greg, how about you? Yeah, nothing really stuck out to me this time around, and there's still plenty of games that I have left to play, and including like Immortals Phoenix Rising that I would hope to nominate later this year for Game of the Year. So it's like there's still tons on my backlog that I still need to get through, and I've even told Jakester I still need to play Three Houses some more, even though I love Fire Emblem in general. So... um probably nothing this time around and i know once metroid dread comes out that's going to be stealing all my attention anyway so nice nice and dread comes out on the 8th is that like the same day as the oled uh, switch right yeah same day yep so it's a big day but uh yeah i think uh for me it's definitely it's going to be uh definitely hitting hitting some games that i've been talking about for a while one to to play um if i if any of them uh that are coming out over the next couple weeks if i get any of them it might be monkey ball um i'm gonna see see what other people think about it um the banana blitz remake uh was just okay on on switch so you know it's it needs to surpass that for me to actually uh get it i know it has some potential there but uh i want to make sure that it actually uh is good so i'm gonna kind of Maybe hold off on that um, for for a little bit, and um, maybe you know jump on some some older games. I'm I am intrigued by All Star Brawl, uh, the Nickelodeon All Star Brawl. It looks like a pretty good Smash Brothers clone with uh, a lot of uh, cool Nickelodeon characters. The fact that you can play as as the Ninja Turtles that that just you know grabs me right away. So I might end up. We'll see. Because I, I also play um, Smash so much less than I used to. So even though it's exciting, I'm like, uh, do I want another Smash game? Even though I, you know, I barely touch the Smash game I have right now. <laughs> like, um, just because it'd be cool to play with some of these characters. Um, but uh, and if I do get it, you know, maybe it'd, maybe it'd be fun to have on a different system since I can only play Smash on on uh, on Switch. Maybe it'd be fun to to play on a different system. We'll see. Um, I am Hot Wheels Unleashed is is interesting. I, I didn't even I don't think I realized that game was coming out, um, and so uh, I'm, I may look into it. But uh, but again, yeah, there's a lot of games that it's cool. They're you know games that are coming out again. I've I, I've I've written this awful thing about FIFA twenty FIFA games anyhow already. So you know if it was a new FIFA game, maybe I'd actually play it, but not the Legacy Edition. So so. You know, we'll you know. Let's let's be honest here, Steve. You talk about games that you want to play, and and you're, all you're going to do is Rocket League and skydive. So, <laughs> yeah, let's, it'd be great if I went skydiving again. Like every week, we're like, "Sorry, guys, I can't play video games. I'm still skydiving." <laughs> went five times this last week. Sorry. <laughs> Recorded live the podcast and you're like in the middle of a jump. <laughs> be awesome. Do a do a podcast from the <laughs> from the plane. That would be a very air. short uh, short podcast. <laughs> it's true. It's true. Uh Gyro Tiger in there is saying that he likes the reviews that um uh made on that series. Uh oh, he's going back. Uh sorry, he's I, I caught missed the other one. Um Sakura Swim Club. Um he passed on the scroll, made the 
made by the same company. So yeah, he's a he's a big fan. He's talking um, about the Succubus Succubus series that that I've been reviewing on the podcast. Oh, okay, cool. And then he's intrigued by how Kakarot will Kakarot Kakarot is that her? okay? Uh, will perform on the Switch. Um, he's played it on PS4 and loved it as well. So. Yeah, I think that's that's interesting. It's, it does seem like a lot of those games, like we talked about earlier, um, you know, with the THQ Nordic announcements, um, are now coming over to Switch months later, years later. Um, I'm interested to see how a lot of these perform as well. Um, not only perform on the Switch, but how the sales perform. Like, is will it be worth it for them to continue doing that or not? uh let's see i think that's pretty much it from the chat and uh pretty much it from from us tonight uh thank you all for tuning in once again to the nintendo fuse podcast uh we want to just encourage you if you haven't done so yet follow us on social media also join us on our discord we would absolutely love for you to do all of that and uh yeah it's just a cool way for us to continue connecting with you all uh in between episodes uh Greg, what are you going to be doing over the next couple of weeks? Where can people find you, connect with you, all that stuff uh, beyond our social media and beyond our Discord? Well, pretty much I'll be in the Discord and you can follow me on Twitter, GamerGD3. Um, I also have Instagram, but I don't really haven't really posted in a while, but hoping to get that going at some point in the future. Uh, pretty much over the next few weeks, just hope to really be going through some of these games that I've neglected for quite a long time. Fire Emblem, Phoenix Immortals, uh, Hyrule Warriors. There's just so many games that I have only barely started and or haven't started, and I really need to get better about hitting those instead of all the ones that I've played a thousand times already before. I have no idea what you're talking about, Greg. <laughs> <laughs> Barry, what, what, where are you going to be? What are you going to be doing? Where can people find you? Uh, yeah, well, in addition to social media, I will be uh, be doing the other uh, podcast that I do, the Switch Mania Playcast, and, and of course, be uh, be busy working at, at Premium and and, and uh, have some good stuff coming up. In fact, uh, I uh, just wrote a little something that uh, will be shared here soon. Uh, it could be another direct. Uh, or it could not be, but uh, it was a lot of fun to write. I'll say that. Uh, in addition to that, not for next podcast, but the one after that, um, the weekend of Metroid Dread and the OLED, I will not actually be playing Metroid Dread on launch day as much as I would want to because I will not be here. I will actually be down in Philadelphia. Uh, too many games is going on that weekend. So I will be there for that weekend. Uh, so if you are in the Philadelphia area or you're making it there, uh, you can come visit me at the Premium Edition Games booth. Uh, just come and tell me. Say, hey, you know, I listen to the podcast. I know you're from Nintendo Fuse. I'd love to say hi and love to see you. So please do that. Uh, I will be there. Cool. Cool. Uh, you can also find me at Steve Cullum on uh, Twitter and uh, other social medias out there in addition to our, our Discord and stuff. And, uh yeah, I think I'm, I'm with you, Greg. Uh, there's a lot of games that I've been talking about for a while, and I think I may actually have some time to uh, to chip away at those. I really need to get back to those Star Wars games, and I really want to finish Spider-Man. Um, 
I played a ton of it before and then just sit it to the side and I really want to finish it. Um, especially now that the Spider-Man two has been announced. I'm like, I'm going to be left behind. Uh, <laughs> you so need Miles Morales then after I, I need to do that as well. Um, <laughs> but, uh, as of now I can't play Spider-Man two cause I only have like PS4. Um, cause I think it's, yeah, but it's it was coming out like PS5, two years, right? So, 2023 maybe yeah. by that point i'll have a ps5 we'll see um maybe by that time i'll finish spider-man one uh, <laughs> but uh yeah i think uh i don't think i really have anything uh crazy going on over the next couple weeks um but uh yeah we'll all three be back uh hopefully on uh, october 5th with our next live recording so again if you haven't joined us live be sure to do that we absolutely love uh having you guys in the the chat just interacting with you throughout the episode. And uh, yeah, until then, everybody, uh, happy gaming. Have a good one. Happy gaming. Good night.